Welcome to the Art of Getting Your Shit Together podcast, where each week we help you identify the bullshit that's holding you back and discover the courage to take action to create a life you love and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Tagist. Hi. How are you today? I'm good and I need a pedicure. Yes. I look at my well. toes. They're you, crusty, man. Um, do you see this? This is my what is that? <laughs> that is really gnarly, dude. <laughs> my polish is growing out halfway down my toenail, <laughs> and it's just on my big toe. I got this back in March, right before I went on my birthday snowboarding trip, and that is the remnants of it. Yeah, you want to talk about crusty? <laughs> <laughs> you win. <laughs> You won. I will always win on the, I don't do my nails like I get pedicures. It's like not a priority. I have the I hardest just, time to make time for that. Yeah, I just got really distracted because I'm sitting here with my feet straight out in front of me and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Those are really. We should probably schedule a pedicure. And they look date. really wrinkly. I need to put some lotion on them. They're quite, I don't know. It's dry. <laughs> it's, they're very dry. <laughs> Maybe pedicures need to be added into a habit or getting into the habit of scheduling them more regularly. And I at what, least need to get into the habit of trimming my toenails. They do need a trim. This one's real long. Woo. That's snaggle. Snaggle nail. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want to talk today about building habits and also having patience while going through this process. <sighs> What's patience? <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone has a different level of patience. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's for, the truth. For various things, right? Like some people have a lot of patience with their kids and some don't. Some have great patience with dealing with customers and then others do not, right? So it, I guess it depends on the situation and what you're dealing with and how much time you're, you know, you're willing to give into being patient, right? And the definition of patience is not just with waiting. It's waiting while having a good attitude. Hmm. So yeah, having a good attitude while waiting is the key there. That is a much better definition of patience. Yeah. And that's a challenge because while we're patient and trying to patiently wait, we start thinking all the reasons why we shouldn't be patient. What is going on here? You know, it could be thoughts about ourselves, about others, but in bullshit. Yeah. Entitlement. Yeah. And especially with building habits, if we're trying to shift something in our life and it's important to us, we place a lot of emphasis on that and that we can get you know real stuck in all this. So let's talk about why it's hard to form a habit. And our habits are unconscious, right? And they serve us. There's good and bad habits, but so much of what we do, even some studies say that up to 95% of what we do in our day is unconscious. So that only leaves 5% to conscious actions, emotions, behaviors, and decisions. And I've also heard various studies say that, you know, 40 to 50% of what we do is unconscious. And it kind of made me laugh. I'm like, you kind of know that person, like when you're talking to them, it's like kind of talking to a wall and it's just kind of, they're floating along and you're like, how do these people even survive? (laughs) Probably because 95% of what they're doing is unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Having unconscious behaviors and habits is there for obviously a reason because we obviously had to think of everything that we had to do each second. We would dissolve into an overstimulated puddle. Yeah, it's tough. 
even things that we don't even realize that we're thinking about, like flipping on our phone, you know, of course, like our involuntary behaviors of breathing and chewing and all this, but even just things like picking up your pen before you write, you don't have to consciously think like, put your finger here, put your thumb here, it's placed here. And then I'm going to press it to the paper. I have to hold, you know, this level of firmness to the page in order to make the proper stroke to write this letter. Muscle memory. Yeah. So thank God for that yeah. because <laughs> that would be just – we would never get anything done. The terrifying thing I think when it comes to habits is we have a maybe a false reality of how long it takes. And it's not terrifying. I guess it's more humbling, mm. let's say, because how long do you think it takes to build a habit? Don't they say 21 days? It's like 21 days or 30 21 days. 21 days to a blah, blah, 28. Yeah. Not – Three the, weeks. Not true. 21 day sugar detox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything can be fixed. You know, they have like that 21 day fix workout program. Most things are 21 days because it's more digestible. There's a psychology three behind weeks. those numbers. It's mm-hmm. like two months or three months sounds like a long time. One week, how could you change anything in one week if I'm doing it my whole life? But, you know, three weeks, if I really go for it, I'm really going to make a difference. And there's psychology behind that. Yeah. But the time it actually takes for a habit to or an action to become a habit is 18 to 284 days. Oh, that's a lot of days. Lots of days. You know what is scary about that? That's a lot of days to think about having to think about putting your hand on the pen and putting it to the paper (laughs) and moving it along. (laughs) That sounds so exhausting. It is. It's a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Right? So no wonder we get so frustrated and overwhelmed when it comes to habit building. And the number one reason for quitting on a habit is overwhelm. The good news here is that the average is 66 days. So a little more digestible, right? Yeah. But everyone is different. Days. It's not 21 days. It's not a quick fix. It could be, right? It, 21 is still in that 18 to 284 That's day true. range. It is there. So it is possible. But for something that you've been struggling with your whole life and like really shifting a lifestyle change, that's going to take some of the longer haul. If you're just trying to reduce, you know, sodium in your life, I don't know why I thought of sodium, like just putting less salt on something, you might be able to do that more readily than just reaching for the junk food when you get home because you've been doing that since you were in grade school, coming through the door, you get your after school snack, and now you still do that today. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Now, because of these days, because of how many days it takes to for an action to become a habit, I want to remind you that this is where the patience comes in, right? If you miss a day, it's okay, right? Missing a day will not cause a dip in developing this automation that you want to create. It will not have the adverse effects, right? We just need to keep going. It's not going to derail you. And it's like that all or nothing. Well, I did it one yeah, day. Yeah, throw like, the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, woo, you know, fuck it all. I got a flat tire. I'm going to slash the <laughs> other four. But taking action leads to motivation. So daily action, whatever habit you're trying to build leads to motivation, there's all kinds of studies about forming habits, right? They'll say, you know, tack it onto, you know, a contextual cue, like getting in the car or after you brush your teeth or when you get home, you do this. That's awesome. I'm going to leave that all up to you guys. But what I'm trying to say in this episode is 
the time it takes is unique to everybody. And we have to give ourselves the grace and patience to work through this. Okay. You know, and in talking about building a habit, let's talk about cheat days for a second, whether it's if you're working on trying to overspend or not overspend, if you're trying to change your nutritional regimen or your workout routine, whatever it is, you know, people are like, well, can I have a cheat day? Are cheat days allowed? And you got to live your life, right? And it depends. I think it all depends on what the goal is. If you are a person that can get derailed easily, I would steer away from it, right? And let's look in the context of some extreme examples of like a heroin addicts, right? They don't get cheat days. No. Sex addicts probably shouldn't have a cheat day. Alcoholics. Alcoholics shouldn't have cheat days, right? Because it can really derail you and set you into a downward spiral. Yeah. If you're trying to shift a behavior, like if you're overindulging or you're overeating or overspending, if you want to have a quote unquote cheat day, I would say make sure it's intentional, right? So it's not just an unconscious behavior and you're falling back into an old pattern, It is something that you have planned and you are taking action and see how that feels for you. Because a lot of people will say, that didn't feel good for me. I decided to go and go out to eat and eat all the things or drink all the things or spend all the money and that didn't feel good. So maybe I don't want to have those anymore. I just want to stay on the path I'm on. Okay. So let's talk about setting ourselves up for success when we want to create a habit. You've heard of contextual cues like... Some people lay their clothes out before the night before their workout. Awesome. Because it's less work for them. Some people lay out their vitamins on the counter. Awesome. But there is a way that we can start to train ourselves to say, when I do something, then I will do this. So when I get up, I will then get ready to go on a walk. That's a terrible. No, I think it's actually really good. Okay. I like it. There's just I so wish many I could do examples. <laughs> There's so many. Well, you know, there's like when you wake up, I want to, instead of drinking coffee first thing, you know, a glass of lemon water. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Or for me, it's like my vitamins. How did I get back into the habit of doing my vitamins? Yeah. And that's really creating a solid if then statement or when X, I will Y. Yeah. Okay. When I blank, I will do this. And writing it out, if whatever it is, because you could have multiple cues, right? So when you walk into your office and you're triggered and you grab something or a sweet treat, write an if-then statement Mm -hmm. for that. When I walk into my office, I will go straight to my desk rather than grabbing the donut. When I get home, I will do this. So with building a habit, I think one of the hardest things too is if you're triggered throughout the day, it's not just one day and it takes 284 days or whatever the timeline is, or 66 days that Mm -hmm. it would take me to maybe form this action to a habit. It's how many times a day as well. The amount of time it takes to me, it sometimes feels irrelevant. It's how many times a day can you have that win and remind yourself of your goal. And when I do this, then I will do this. And that is the new outcome, the ideal outcome, the desired outcome. Does that make sense? Yep. So let's run through some other examples I wrote down here. Eating. When I get home from work or school, I will eat an item of fresh produce rather than something from my pantry. So you're not totally eliminating the snack. You're just trying to veer and shift the action into a healthier one. And maybe eventually you won't have an afternoon snack because you realize that you're just tired and not hungry. 
and then you'll just wait for dinner. But it's shifting the behavior. Mm-hmm. TV. When I turn on the TV, I will set a timer for 65 minutes. So you're not binge watching. You get one show, you get like a five-minute little cushion there. You get one hour and then you move on to whatever else you need to do. Purchasing. When I want to purchase something, I will let it sit in my virtual shopping cart for 24 hours before buying. I do this all the time. Yeah. I usually end up deleting it because it's something that I wanted because I was feeling inadequate or I saw someone else have it. I was like, ooh, I like that, but do I really need it? Probably not. And so you give yourself some time to sort through on the why you're purchasing. Saving. When I make an Amazon purchase, I will transfer 10% of that total purchase into from my checking to my savings account. That's, oh, that's a, another good way to not overspend. <laughs> well, and it's a lot of steps if there. It's, if it's the cost of the thing plus 10%. Woo. Or just per, 10% of the cost. Exactly. Yeah. So if it's $100, you just put $10 into your savings. Exactly. Yeah. So it costs you $110. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. I like that. Just I would have so much money. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe you don't feel so guilty about purchasing something too, because maybe you have guilt about buying things, but you really do want it. You sat on it, but you can still reward yourself another way because you're still trying to save money and that way you can contribute that way. Yeah. Right. So it's not totally reinventing the wheel here. It's just maybe adding something to something that you're already doing. And that's like that contextual cue. Mm-hmm. But it may not be every time I brush my teeth, I'm going to go up and take my vitamins. I have, I may have my coffee first. I may do that. And that's fine, right? Sometimes we can mix up our routine. But when we can really solidify this and make these actions a habit, we can gain so much traction. And a side note, some of the best times to even create a new habit is when we have big events happening in our life. Because when we've been living in the same house, doing the same job and having the same routine for years and years, we can really have a hard time introducing a new habit or eliminating something that we don't want to do anymore. So some of the best times, if you're going through a big move or you got a new job, that's the best time because your whole routine is shook, right? Your drive home is different, right? That's a great way, even if you are Yeah, you're already piggybacking on the fact that you're having to create new muscle memory in the first place. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. And if you're drawn to go somewhere or stop at the store or stop somewhere on your way home, just change the way you go home, right? And that's hard. That takes a lot because, right, we get home and we're like, how the hell did we even get here? You forget about your drive because you've been doing it for so long, sitting in traffic. But you can always mix it up that way, right? Yeah. Great time to add a new habit or shift an action or eliminate an action is when you are going through a big life change. Let's talk about biases for a second. It's that all or nothing or fuck it mentality that we talked about in a second. This can absolutely derail us because we feel overwhelmed at that point. And then we feel like, what's the point? If I can't do it today, then I'm never going to get there. Mm -hmm. Right. And we get stuck in our own shitty thoughts at that point. And it's like self-sabotage. Absolutely. Self-sabotage happens across the board. It in, sure does. In various it's areas. It's not just with weight loss. It could be finances. It could be relationships. It could be so many things because our thoughts get in the way. 
and what we think we are capable of is inaccurate and we play small, right? We are thinking probably in a scarcity mindset like Jenna had talked about in previous episodes. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to that episode. And I think it's episode 89. You're good. (laughs) It is. It is? It is. Dang. I don't even know anymore. Because that scarcity mindset makes you feel like you're unable to overcome adversities, right? And you're probably getting stuck in a very unhealthy, cyclical mindset of comparison and worry and not being good enough, right? And that goes exactly back to the scarcity mindset. One tool that I want to for you all to take back with you when you feel this way. Like I said, one of the biggest reasons why we fall out of a habit is overwhelm. This is a tool. You've all heard of smart goals, right? It's sparkles. Sparkles. <laughs> what? No. what did she say? Sparkles? Smart, smart goals. goals. <laughs> Got it. So you have something specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. Okay. So to add to that, we want to aim smart. So you have you're trying to find a happy medium, right? If we bite off more than we can chew, we can feel overwhelmed, right? And then we can fall out of trying to build this habit. If it's too small and it's too easy, then we don't have enough skin in the game either for it to last or to feel really proud of the actions we're taking, right? We want to get a little bit uncomfortable, create a little bit of heat under it, but not so much where we're going to burn our ass. Yeah. Okay. That is the ideal. So the aim stands for acceptable, ideal, and middle. Okay, so the acceptable is the bottom. It's acceptable. It's fine. The ideal would be, you know, the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal. Like, I want to create 200 grand this year and do all that, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're creating like huge goals. Well, what is the middle? What is the meaty little middle that is enough? We talked about that. Mm -hmm. Strive for that. Make it with enough heat where it seems challenging, but it's also attainable. That's part of that SMART goal, right? It's specific, it's measurable, and it's attainable, right? Mm -hmm. And it needs to be relevant. And again, timely. Timelines can really help create the heat for you to get something done in a timely fashion. There was a, a quote in my planner this week, and it was from Dolly Parton. It says, figure out who you are and do it on purpose. Mm, I love that. And I thought that was so great because when you're setting goals and trying to shift habits, is it because you want to do it? Is it something like you feel like you need to because others are doing it? It goes back, of course, to our why and our values. But when you figure out who you are, what you want to be, what meaning any kind of change has for you and how that will evolve you in contributing to your life, others' lives, your career, making the impact that you want to, you're going to have so much more buy-in to do this and you're going to be doing it on purpose, right? You're not just going to be lollygagging and floating by and hoping we land where we are. You're going to be on an intentional path that's going to get you to exactly where you want to be. And I think that's probably the most important. So in building habits, think about what habits you want to build. Make sure that they are aim smart, right? You get that juicy, meaty middle, creating that heat, create your if then statements or your X, Y statements. We talked about both of those terms today and really understand why you're doing it. 
and give yourself the patience to do it because it doesn't just take 21 days. It could, it could take someone 18 days. It could take somebody a week. We are all unique. There is no one right way to do this, right? And how long it takes. But remember, you need patience. Yeah. And being patient is also maintaining a good attitude while waiting. And that's my soapbox today. I like it. Well, and I think it, again, the world has changed a lot. And so we've all been forced to do different things and create new habits and some of them for the better, some of them for the worse. You know, some of us are working at home now and the habit is the fridge is really close and handy <laughs> and <laughs> food makes me feel better. Yeah. You know, like as soon as I get uncomfortable, of- I read this uncomfortable email. I'm going to go grab some food. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I started doing with the new normal, even though I work at home all the time, one of the things that I wouldn't do regularly, which sounds disgusting and don't judge me, but would it be like showering? Like I wouldn't get up in the morning and shower for my day like I was going to a job. I would wake up, work, go to the gym, then shower later, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But without going to the gym, not having that as a part of my routine, I had to do different things. I'm like, you know what? Now I can't just use that as an excuse to be crusty all day. I actually should probably wake up and shower and then go through my day. And so that was a new habit that I had formed mm-hmm. and it actually felt really good. And it took a while because I was like, oh, really like to just get going in the morning. Yes. You know, it's a good time to start thinking about new habits. It absolutely is. Just like Jenna said, whether you're working from home or you're back at your office, the kids were home for a while and they may be going to summer camp and then back to school. Right now may be just the right time to figure out what is the right way? What is ideal right now? And finding that acceptable and ideal and finding that that happy medium. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can achieve your ideal. How awesome would that be? Yeah. Because it may be just the right time where it's just been shooken up enough and you're kind of tr- starting to settle. Now you can really make a powerful pivot. Yeah. And it feels so, really good when mm-hmm. you achieve that. So, And it's good too to achieve, to strive for ideal and be happy with the middle. Yes. It is enough. Yeah. Most times it is enough. And that's, I think that's the lesson too. Strive for your big goal, but be happy with the middle. Because it all matters. It does. What's the quote? A lot of a little bit adds up to great things. Yeah. It's like a little by little, little becomes a lot. Yeah. I love it all because it does matter. All the little things do matter. They do. And it adds up to huge, huge results. And what is it? Tony Robbins says a one millimeter, two millimeter shift changes the entire, it's a two millimeter change, changes the entire trajectory of where you're going. Exactly. And if you see it in a graph, Google it, the two millimeter change. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's absolutely gigantic. Yeah. Like not tomorrow, but next year. Yes. Like think if you were traveling down the plane of your city you know, and you're walking down and you just change two degrees. We're in Arizona. I'm thinking going north where I may end up in Utah. I'm going to end up in Wisconsin yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because are. I went a different direction and slowly but surely I ended up where I didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. I love this example because you think about like when your alignment and your car is off, right? And so you have to turn the wheel against where it wants to go to stay on the road. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of exhausting. 
You're fighting it. Yeah. So when you fight the change, no wonder why we feel exhausted. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting creating new habits, but if it's something that you know is right for you, it's just as exhausting to not allow yourself to do the things you need to do to change. Absolutely. And if you are struggling creating new habits, seek support. Yeah. Get help. Yeah. Surround yourself. If you've listened to this podcast long enough by now, we're going to tell you. God, if you don't have, you You know. Do it alone. Yeah. If you don't have a support group, like a friends who are like-minded, a coach, a therapist, something in your life that can partner with you, especially in a non-biased way to help you achieve your most desired goals. Yep. You're missing out. This You have to have that. Yep. And like Jenna said, if you haven't, if you haven't learned that by now from listening to us, then I don't know where you've been. Yeah. <laughs> come back. Come back. Come back to us. Listen. Listen, Linda. It's good. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. I like this. This helps actually bring some perspective to the instant gratification we seek when creating new habits and in life. Absolutely. Honestly, because we think things should just happen overnight. And we get really frustrated when it doesn't happen. And then we sabotage everything and we're like, fuck it. Then black and white thinking comes in and then we just shit all over ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's a terrible cycle. It is a terrible cycle. And we all do it. We're not immune to this at all. Oh, yeah, no. The time it takes, you got to give yourself the time. Yep. It's not forever. It's not forever. No, because it is a beautiful thing when you realize, oh, wow, I just did this without even thinking. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you can move on to something else. It won't always be hard work. Mm-hmm. It will click. Mm-hmm. Yep. Promise, promise. You got to stick with it long enough though. So stay there. Right. Stay the course. Stay the course. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, if you loved this episode and you think that a friend or a family member could benefit, go ahead and share. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. Come join us in our VIP Facebook group, The Art of Getting Your Shit Together VIP Tribe on Facebook. And tag us underscore podcast on Instagram. What am I missing? That's Anything? it. That's it. That's where we're at. Oh, cool. All right. Come say hi. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to you we'll then. We'll talk to you then. Bye. The Art of Getting Your Shit Together is produced and edited by LD Coaching and Blush Cactus Boutique Design Studio. We would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and subscribe, leave us five stars, and write a quick review. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends so that we can continue to grow our tribe. Tag us on Instagram at tagist underscore podcast with your shares, and we'll feature you on our story. Don't forget to grab our free guide, five things you can do right now to get your shit together and start living your best life over at tagist.com slash kick more ass. Remember, your life only gets better when you decide to grow, and it's never too late to get your shit together.